0: Oddity Files, the podcast, is brought to you by That Witch Beauty. Potions, jewelry, even odd box readings. Yes, ma'am, Pam. Head on over to etsy.com slash shops slash that witch beauty. Check it out. All the good vibes, all the magic, all the moon water and crystals. Etsy.com slash shops slash thatwitchbeauty. All of you, Files, the podcast.
1: All things creepy, cryptic, otherworldly. All you, Files. All of Files, the podcast. Yay
0: and we're back always always welcome back to the party kids it's been a week for us not sure if it's been a week a day maybe just a couple seconds since the last episode of oddity files the podcast i'm kitsy duncan
1: oh and i'm nick floyd (laughs) they hit my microphone
0: (laughs) we've got all the stuff and all the things paranormal for you fucking weirdos we love you it's true
1: it's true that's a that's a hundred percent if there's anything that you're going to get from this podcast if, if there's a guarantee that we can provide to you it's that we're going to bring you all of the weird paranormal stuff all of it
0: yeah it's what we do because weird is the new cool motherfuckers i'm not mm-hmm. ending the
1: show not at all but <laughs> the is. shortest episode in history <laughs>
0: Oh, guys, I am exhausted, but what y'all want to hear about was my trip to Salem, which was fucking magical, pun intended. Oh my gosh, I forgot to bring it with me. Two seconds. You got <laughs> two seconds?
1: Okay. <laughs> I have an hour. I have a full hour. Oh, you know, you know the have to go Find far. it behind
0: my back. All right.
1: Is that a <clears> Ouija <throat> board bag? Ooh.
0: Why, yes. Yes, it is. I finally made it to the Witchboard Museum, which I have been following on Instagram for eons. And if you've listened to this show for a hot minute, you know that I ha- I want the pink Ouija board. The Hasbro pink Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Found out that it was a Toys R Us exclusive. Oh. And fucking got my hands on it. And it's even more magical than I thought it was because... It comes with a sleepover bag. Oh, my first God. First and foremost. Would you look at that? So fucking fancy. And you've got... Oh, shoot. New headphones. Of course, not stretched out yet. Um, of course, the the, the lovely oh my, Ouija board that looks like it's straight out of a... Oh, my God. What were those cartoons in the 90s? Frank Miller? Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lisa Frank.
0: Lisa Frank. Yeah, that's what it was. It totally reminds me of Lisa Frank. Super glossy, super fabulous. It's, I mean, it's the, it's got all the regular stuff on it. It's just pink and purple and like teal. It's what's magical. On
1: what's on the? What's underneath the letters? I can't. With it the It says gloss.
0: goodbye. It oh, says those, goodbye. Like those are in the normal.
1: numbers. Okay. Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. Is that like an original version? Yeah. Yes. It's in great condition. It looks brand new. It's,
0: amazing condition. And then even after being in my suitcase, um you've got the 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 oh, pink, hot paint plastic planchette. out of here. Is it not amazing? And comes with the original little uh instruction book.
1: Wow. No box,
0: but I will live. But this is what cracks my shit up. This was literally meant for girls sleepovers it came with little cards and they're not tarot cards or anything like that question i haven't read cards. the instructions they're question cards yeah, of course. so this one said who wishes i would sit with them at lunch it, it gives you questions to ask the board
1: oh my god
0: Will I ever be on reality TV is another question.
1: So it's like it's treating the Ouija like it's a magic eight ball.
0: Literally. What the hell? If you're like 10 and can't come up with your own questions, you pull a card. Um, Will I win the lottery someday? Oh, my God. If the Ouija board could give me a pet, what would it be? Are you freaking kidding me?
1: I'm trying to look at a year here. Let's see. I
0: Early see. 2000s, I believe.
1: Oh, it was that late.
0: Yeah, I really thought it was the 90s. Let's
1: see, Toys R Us pink Ouija board.
0: It's a Hasbro, so that's a bonus.
1: Apparently, uh, Hasbro since 1967, the games continues to be sold. Da 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 da. Pink editions also available for 33.99 on Amazon, and this article was written in tw- 2010. Yeah. So it had to have been, yeah, it had to have been early 2000s. That's so wild to me. 2008 is when it came out. Okay.
0: So there you go. I have been looking for one of these, for, and I figured I'd just get the board. Yeah. I didn't even know it came with the sleepover bag or the little question cards. Are you freaking kidding me? I,
1: I was born in the wrong decade. I love it so much because I feel like it reminds me a lot of the Satanic Panic from the Dungeons and Dragons days in the 80s with... With D&D and heavy metal music, which heavy metal music made sense because you had them singing about werewolves and drinking blood and all that shit. So, like, that makes sense. But as far as, like, Dungeons & Dragons, it's just so funny because I feel like it's continued. That even though there was the deemed satanic panic, I remember early 2000s when Harry Potter came out and everyone flipped their lid about it. And the Ouija boards being like pink sleepover edition. There was always something that was, you just can't get rid of no matter how hard you try.
0: And I love it. I freaking love it. And the Witch Board Museum is in a shop full of, in the back of a shop full of all the Harry Potter stuff. So I had no idea Salem had gone the Harry Potter route and I'm super excited to see that because you want to bring your kids to Salem now
1: yeah I need I I, it's on my list Uh, a friend of mine is the official magician of Salem Massachusetts Uh, Anton Andreessen he's fantastic he's super talented but he is like he's the real deal Um, I want to meet him now (laughs) yeah he's and he's like crazy talented he does all the off the wall kind of David Blaney type tricks and he's just he's so talented but they have all the museums and all the shops and they have the, the headquarters for the church of Satan is in Salem.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: And it's like their merchandise is insanely cool and badass looking, but they do a lot of charity work. So a lot of the money that you spend in the church of Satan's gift shop goes to uh, different charities and different organizations and combating the, the, um, Westboro baptist church and all this stuff so that is like on my list of things and for the people who think that i sound crazy there's a documentary called hail satan with a question mark on hulu and if you want to know about the church of satan please watch it and you will you will know why i'm even talking about wanting to visit that place
0: (laughs) well this podcast has taught me that the church of satan has nothing to do with religion it's with doing good. It's it's yep. actually not religion on purpose. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> it's incredibly yeah, it's incredibly fascinating. Worth the documentary watch anyway, but yeah, I, I Salem is at the top as far as like places to go within the United States, Salem is I feel like I feel like is at the top. Like the apps, I think I think Roswell, New Mexico, is number one, yeah. and then Salem is number two. Which, of course, all the places that are on the top of my United States list are weird places.
0: Fuck yeah, they are. Fuck yeah. So this is my third trip to Satan
1: uh, to Satan <laughs> to Satanville. <laughs>
0: my third trip to Satan um, to Salem, and the other two times I had gone in October. I'm never going back in October ever, ever, it's ever again. Crazy. It's too much. It's just too much. Um, I was able to walk freely into any shop, and that's what I did. I, I finally went through these shops and was able to spend time in them and learn a little bit about them. I bought lots of books, um, some candles. It was, it was. I mean, pun intended, it was magical.
1: That's, I mean, that's the way to do it, because I think a lot of people forget. I know that Salem does stuff a lot of stuff in the month of October, but Salem is Salem, and the history of Salem it still exists any given day of the week of any yeah. month of any year, and if yeah. you go in October, it's like going to a water park the first week of summer. It's Literally. Just, you know it's going to be chaos, so just wait and go in November yeah. when it's nice and cool and get the fall weather and the winter or whatever you want to do.
0: It was a little chilly, but it was amazing. I, I was worried because I didn't know. When I think, you know, New England, I think first and foremost, other than Boston, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Now, that island fucking shuts down after October. Right. So, <laughs> thank God. I went with Tiffany and KJ, my, my co-investigators, uh, stars, whatever you want to call it, from Paranormal Crossroad. It was KJ's first trip, and I think she fell in love hard um and tiffany lives right out there so it was absolutely amazing i loved it so very much how did you realize um,
1: tiffany lived out that way that's super sh- cool she
0: lives in the bridgewater area she lives in the middle of the bridgewater triangle
1: of oh, that and that's on the martha's vineyard side isn't it i i don't know i just got in her car and she drove that, I mean, what a sweet place to be able to take weekend trips either way, because for those of you who are listening oh, who did not know this, Martha's Vineyard is where um, they filmed a lot of the movie Jaws.
0: And that's why I get my husband there as often as I do. Yep.
1: <laughs> that I mean, Jaws
0: literally, you are walking around on the sets of Jaws.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, New England just has it going on. And the crazy thing is, is that Salem and Martha's Vineyard are not that crazy far from each other.
0: No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> our first nuts. trip out there, we did Plymouth. And by we, I mean Chris and I, we did Plymouth and then we did the Vineyard, if you will. And then the second trip, we did Salem and then we did the Vineyard. And then we stayed in Boston at this the most amazing hotel in Boston is the old jail. It's fucking ginormous it was mm. cleansed before they turned it into a hotel by 100 monks of any spirits oh. or negative energy that was left behind and it's it's a beautiful place How can i remember the name cool.
1: <laughs> fuck now oh, i thought it was just called the old jail but i guess that might not be know. a good name for a hotel
0: i i may have stole the little t- two seconds again i will oh. cut this out
1: <laughs> i hope you don't even though you can't hear me
0: I mean, I'm sure they charged me for this, but this is the Do Not Disturb sign from there.
1: Oh, how cool. If you can hear that, uh, and you're not on the Patreon, that is a key attached to a ring. It looks like a jail key.
0: Yeah, with the, the Do Not Disturb sign is made of canvas. It says solitary. It's the Liberty, a luxury collection hotel, it says on the back. That's why I wanted to grab it. I want to give them full props. It is an fucking awesome hotel just make sure you stay on the jail side because they built up a part that's like you know all the hotel rooms but chris and i actually stayed in uh the jail part of it
1: it was very cool that's so neat i would love i feel like i see a lot of shows and stuff of people who travel around the country and eat at places i mean you got the fancy restaurants or you have like the the diners drive-ins and dives types restaurants and you see people who go see these landmarks or see these museums I would love to just do like a Atlas Obscura trip around the country where you do the the weird stuff you just do all the weirdest shit old motels
0: where like murders happened and that would be magical
1: yeah or like that hotel would be an amazing experience to to be able to do that and do All of the the strange left of center speakeasies, like old historical, like murdery hotels, haunted places, whatever it is. That would just be so damn fun.
0: Haunted bed and breakfast. Oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh. Yeah, it would. Yep. Again, maybe someday when we're a production company and not just podcast
1: (laughs) and you could listen if you're on patreon you can give more and get us closer to that goal where we can get a van we can brand the van uh we can quit our full-time day jobs and we can just travel around and film experiences of going to all of the weirdest places in the country and then maybe the world one day
0: look at you you're so fucking smart. You're so wicked smart, Nick. <laughs> Look what You're you so brought wicked back with smart. you. It was absolutely amazing, though. We were also guests at the Ocean State Paracon the next day, which is put on by Rise Up Paranormal. It was lovely. It was It was all for charity. Um, Ken DaCosta who is actually in one of the Oddity Files episodes, one of the lost episodes that is up on YouTube under Oddity Files crew. It's called The Pain House. I was introduced to him by Tiffany. Um, she actually, when she was trying to help me get in touch with my abilities, uh, th- the vibes I get at these locations. Uh, we set this up and she kind of walked me through and led me through trusting the feelings I was feeling and going with them. And in the process of that, I heard a little girl. Carter heard the same thing. It, I believe it was briefly picked up on cam- picked up on camera, but it was we were talking over it. Surprise, I feel like we're always talking over. It, but a little girl goes, play with me. It sounded like one of those dolls where you pull the string on it and just goes, play with me.
1: When was that? I feel like you... I feel like I was with you the weekend after you You did that. You
0: absolutely were. It was before one of the events we did together.
1: Yep. And you showed it to me. Uh, You showed it to myself and then the other guys that were on my team at the time. Yep. And we all gathered around and we all you showed us like three clips and that was the one that you started with. And I feel like all three came from that investigation and then I think one uh, shortly before that where you just got you just like it was like three it was like two trips back to back of like the craziest shit that you've ever experienced up at that until that point
0: oh absolutely and then you know we went to Bobby Mackey's and fucking got a ghost on camera so there you go (laughs) it just gets better and better um but Tiffany did her gallery reading to open the show at Ocean State Paracon, which was in a cute little casino. Can I remember the name? Of course not. (laughs) Uh, But follow Rise Up Paranormal on all the stuff and all the things. And then KJ and I ended it with a Women in the Paranormal panel. We moderated it. And it was so much fun. They had several female investigators and a self-proclaimed, like, legit, Top to bottom, even her outfit screamed at which. And um we just kinda heard things from their perspective and it was a really good time.
1: That's so cool. That I started fun.
0: it with just because it's women in the paranormal doesn't mean we're men bashing or this, but I said, but girl power. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. God I mean, God knows we need far more. Like almost all the shows that are on the Discovery Plus are all male led, and it's like, you mm-hmm. know, women do this too. <laughs> right, right.
0: I think Amy Bruni is the only like female lead and it's her and Adam on Kindred Spirits. So good for her for branching out and doing her own thing. But it was wonderful and the ladies were great and they all came up to us afterwards and thanked us for, you know, uh, putting them in the spotlight like that. And I, I asked questions like, "Why? why do women have the, I feel, the upper edge when it comes to speaking to children spirits sometimes because is it because of our maternal instinct and things like that but I, I just feel like women in general are, are trust their gut a little more and if they're feeling weird they're not afraid to say it uh, I'm not man bashing, but in any way, shape, or form, I know men are getting more in touch with their—it's not even a feminine side, but their feelings, if you will. But no. back in the day, it was all like "come at me, bro," and and women it in the field, is. I think, is helping that.
1: Yeah, no. I, um, I, that, I think that's is. why I, I'm. I think that, and, and I'm happy to see like Demi Lovato, and I'm happy to see Kristen Stewart have her own. She's got a paranormal show that's coming, and you have Kesha I mean, no, that has I did a paranormal talk about show. That. yeah. You know, you have these uh, female celebrities who have these shows coming, but I have always been far more interested in uh, women who in the paranormal field in the industry of the paranormal, because I truly believe as far as like what women, how they grow up with the clickiness and with all these things that they kind of come into their own much sooner than I than men do. And there is this layer of confidence in there, and I think from a paranormal perspective, that layer of confidence, that trust—that's just that—just women have, like where you just trust to have a conversation and and let everything go. Like with my therapist, I refuse to have a male therapist because I just trust women way more. Yeah. Um, but and I yeah that like that motherly, the intuition, that just in touch with with everything. It's like give me all of the women-led paranormal investigative teams because the shit that they're going to get done is going to blow anything out of the water that the the showboaty bullshit that the men have been doing for i mean since i was a kid since i was when ghost hunters and stuff first started it's like all these male-led testosterone filled teams of them yelling at spirits and all this Bullshit. Bullshit. Bullshit.
0: Bullshit. Yeah. So
1: it was was neat to meet these ladies I
0: hadn't met before and hear their stories. Um, And then we followed up on Sunday with uh, Paranormal Crossroads. Very first, uh, Navigate Your Purpose. I don't know if we call it a workshop or, or what we're calling it. But, oh, my God, it was first and foremost. So a fan of the show, his name is Alfred. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at camera images K-A-M-E-R-A, images. He offered to come out with his lovely wife and take photos of the event for us. So I got to meet a fellow weirdo, so that was amazing. And then um, – we had about 25 women there. And we, Tiffany got up and told her story about how she went from a divorcee who just lost her job and how she, she got in touch with herself and is now a full-time spirit medium. I got up and, and talked about how just recently, I don't really talk about this on the show, just recently I I've really gotten in touch with me and who I am I raised kids most of my life I started really fucking early and then uh, I had this job that was absolutely insane but COVID hit and I I got I found out who I am and it's fucking amazing and KJ got up and told her story how she went from this little girl in this teeny tiny town to a, a a Top morning radio show host here in Indianapolis and, and how that journey led her to me. And now we are this team. And then we, we got up and we pulled Oracle cards for everybody in the room. We got to, um, actually get in people's faces and 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 tell them that they're beautiful and it was just magical and of course it ended with a gallery reading from tiffany which is always the com. so i don't know if you guys have ever been to one of tiffany's gallery readings but she gets up there and the spirits just come to her she walks out to the group she's like here, I'm supposed to go to you. I've got a male. F- I've got a male. Blah 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 blah. Maybe a fa- father figure. Maybe a grandfather. Blah 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 blah. And then instantly, whoever she's talking to starts crying. It's beautiful.
1: It's just, it's. I, and I always I, I feel like almost get to the point of like broken record status with how much of a fanboy I am over over what you do. But I I think now more than ever, so many people uh, are open to like the woo woo crystals and all that stuff but I feel like where the biggest issue with that is is that there are people who are teaching it and are pushing for it but they're not going all of the way like you can't talk about crystals and you can't get woo woo unless you go all the way and talk about the the true supernatural spiritual essence of Mm -hmm. the life force that we all are and I think that That there are so many people who who don't see like the dollar signs and taking it that far that they might sound cuckoo and so they just stop at the wall and go, like, we're gonna go as far as crystals, and we're gonna say that like you charge them in the sun and you rub them on your body, and that everything (laughs) is great. And that we're not gonna get any further than that, but what you the three of you are doing is just I mean Thank you. It's what people need. So I'm I love seeing the journey and hearing that, you know, you go from having a one-on-one in someone's living room to having 25 women at this paracon all doing this. And so yeah. it's pretty fucking cool to like to to see it all happen very quickly over the course of just a few months.
0: Well, we've decided we, we want to do more, so um, we are going to be announcing, not right away, because I fucking need a <laughs> rest, and then we absolutely want to do more. And it was all women that maybe kind of sort of believed in the paranormal, but they, they loved, I sold some books there.
1: Yes. Two women
0: who didn't even know who I was. It was it was beautiful. So anybody who might be listening, a, a few of them actually have messaged me and said they started on episode one of the podcast. So when you get here, thank you so much for when being here. at that sole purpose event in Halifax, Boston, which was the very first Navigating Your Purpose. So,
1: so cool. Many, many more to my, come.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Many, How are you doing, Nick?
1: I'm good. I'm you know, I'm navigating my purpose I think as we go into the next year. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm just going to say it. Meditation is key. It sounds so fucking scary, but you get on YouTube, you get those guided meditations and just just get to know yourself, people. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. get any more woo than that. But get to know get to know who yourself.
1: are ta- get- I mean just ta- I think uh, I think as we're getting it's like 2022 finally looks like just a year like yes. just a year and Preach, i think brother people are starting to talk and yeah and i i think it's great and i think the right conversations are happening the right people are saying the right things and i think that i think everyone just seems like listen a little bit more and like really listen yes. to what people are trying to say mm-hmm. and i think and we really all listen
0: and yes. and don't worry about responding just listen yep. and then
1: you respond yeah, yeah. Like, and and I think I, a lot of people get caught up in like what listening really is, and I think that it's like it, you need to just process what people are are trying to say uh, and what their intention is in the words that they are making an effort to get out and put into the world and have it a clear intention. And so it's just I don't know. It's it's a beautiful thing to see. Someone say something and then people listen and everyone take away the same thing or take away different Mm -hmm. good things from the conversation uh, or from the statement and then they all talk about it and and stuff like that. And that's how movies and TV are supposed to be, but we just consume at such a crazy rate that we're not stopping to talk about stuff.
0: Literally, I binged <laughs> five episodes of Lock and Key today.
1: <laughs> it's crazy! It's crazy. So I'm hoping now that things are settling down. I say all that to say that now that things seem to kind of have plateaued, that we're going to start listening and ha- you know finding takeaways because that is my therapy. That's what works for me. Yeah, is talking and hearing experiences from other people and hearing your experiences, and uh, taking away what I can from that stuff. That's what life's about.
0: Yeah.
1: Got to get back to it.
0: We do. It's time. It's time. And I feel like the world, well, most of the world is ready.
1: I think that that connection is is going to happen, and I think that it, it's going to kind of shift something in people's minds of like, okay, normalcy is here. We can now stop talking about the COVID, all the bullshit the, the, tw- the, the two years of COVID, and we could start talking about like how was your day yep. what's this thing that you watched that you really like let's talk about it
0: yeah but, you know. from your mouth to the <laughs> universe's
1: ears sir
0: uh so hope. i have been talking this entire time do you have anything to catch us up on
1: i've got nothing i mean i feel like that's really it uh Okay. Uh, definitely, like, I've been watching a, just a ton of stuff but I'm just like, oh, Ghostbusters was great I saw that, that was fantastic I'm gonna see that tomorrow It was great! How anyone could not like it is like I, it's like a litmus test It's like what Dune was for me that if you tell me that you hated Dune then I probably don't want you to recommend movies to me because it means <laughs> you just don't like fun things or good things like I...
0: I, I <laughs> I think that's a great idea. That's a good litmus test as you said.
1: Yeah, but go I think Ghostbusters is even more of a commercial side of like if you didn't feel any joy in this movie at all, like even if it was like a second, then don't tell me what I should be watching.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, nobody should be telling anybody what they should be watching. Just do it. For fuck's sake.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that's that's uh, it. Ghostbusters was great. Loved it. Had a great time, and I think everyone else did too. My sister saw it the same night I did, and she called, and she's like, that was amazing. My boyfriend and I loved it. It was amazing. Oh. I'm like, thank you. I'm glad that you also enjoyed it.
0: I love it. I'm, I'm just going to hit on this, and we will talk about it on the next episode because, again, we're 30 minutes in. Surprise. Of course we are. Um, I, had fi- I finally met Andrea Perron. She was one of the children who grew up in The Conjuring House, had oh. dinner with her.
1: Was she She a paragon? Yes. Okay.
0: She's a fucking delight. And her thing isn't... It's the paranormal, but it's not ghosts and spirits. It's aliens, baby. Oh. So we'll talk more about that. And I'm just going to put this out there. Apparently, I'm a Palladian. Anywho, let's go on to paranormal in the news.
1: Like, are you talking like a wizard?
0: No, Like like an alien. Oh, that's all I'm giving you. We'll talk oh, next shit. time.
1: To be continued.
0: Look at that tease for the next episode.
1: Now Stick around. Yeah. Don't hit, don't hit unsubscribe. You got to stick yep. around until the next episode. Yeah.
0: If you want it, you better tell all your friends to subscribe. Okay. Um, <laughs> Paranormal in the news comes to us from coast to coast AM. UFO abducts woman in Argentina and returns her 40 miles away. In a bizarre story out of Argentina, a missing woman was found 40 miles from where she had last been seen and told authorities that her puzzling disappearance was precipitated by the sighting... Precipitated? Yeah. Yeah? Oh. Precipitated. Okay, I'm just going to say precipitated and hope it's right. By the sighting of a mysterious white light that some suspect could have been a UFO. According to a local media report, the very curious case began on Monday morning. This was written the 22nd of November in the town of... Catro Esquinas when the unnamed woman at the center of the odd account was reported missing after a lengthy search police wound up zeroing in on an area where they subsequently found the disoriented woman the following day and she had quite the story to tell unable to speak as a result of the puzzling incident she wrote a message explaining that she had gone out of her out to her patio after hearing a strange noise emanating from her yard and then spotted an inexplicable white light. Amazingly, the woman claims that a few hours later, she woke up 40 miles away on the side of the road in the community wherein authorities ultimately found her. They knew to look for her there because upon her reappearance, The woman made several odd cell phone calls to friends and family, wherein she said nothing, but they could hear a peculiar buzzing sound. The witness has since regained her ability to speak and is recovering in a nearby hospital, though she has apparently not provided any additional details on her disappearance adding a layer of intrigue to the case. Why not coast to coast AM. Mm-hmm. A witness has come forward saying that they spotted an inordinately, I know that's wrong, bright light coming from a seemingly out of place object in the sky over the general vicinity of where the disappearance had unfolded. But the sighting appears to have taken place several hours after the woman had purportedly reappeared. As one might imagine, the weird account has piqued the interest of UFO researchers in Argentina, specifically Oscar Mario, who has stressed that he is not jumping to conclusions about the matter. That said, he also noted that the woman nor her clothes appeared to be no worse for wear from the 40 miles journey, suggesting that she did not walk. Huh. Yeah. I like
1: it. Interesting.
0: Yeah, it, it sounds literally like an episode of X Files.
1: Yeah, it does. I I, I feel like, it, maybe like the older I'm getting and the more conversations we're having about UFOs and stuff, I think the logistics of that type of abduction where there's no real tampering of the clothing, there's no like burn mark, there's nothing. I'm just like, why would we are still like one of Infinite 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 galaxies Why has a craft honed in specifically On Earth To pick a woman up And then drop that woman 40 miles away And there would be no sign of any I don't know It just I think there's a a line between fantasy The more I give this thought Because I've never been a big alien person I've like Bigfoot feels very grounded to me
0: of course,
1: he's got <laughs> fur. Like I can, I can argue with you on logic of like this makes sense from uh you know a, there's a missing link and has been forever. Why can that not be the missing? Anyway, so I feel that she's in my like, perfect condition. I, that she maybe could have been picked up by a vehicle, Seen the headlights, and on her patio.
0: I, I I don't know. I'm. I I think the fact that her clothes are no worse for wear means she ended up with aliens with the, who respected her choice in outfit that day.
1: <laughs> and we're like, we can't. Do we got to Even though we got a little burn mark from abducting you, we're gonna make sure that you're yeah. crisp and clean. We'll take them, we'll do the dry cleaning before we drop you. Just do the little minutes.
0: brain scan as opposed to, you know, cutting her open and shit. But yeah. or anal probe, whatever yeah. which whatever way works. your your mind leans. Um I don't know. I mean the, honestly though, I'm after talking to Andrea, I'm less scared of aliens. You know how that was like my big terrifying thing is yeah. aliens? Feeling a little better about it. So again, next week um so it's your turn to go first
1: okay well then i'll tell you a story this is going to be tricky because it's it's two stories kind of in one and the only reason why i have one pulled up is to kick off the story and then because there's a conflicting and kind of important piece uh in one story doing the
0: research i love it trying to
1: trying to so, this is from January 18th, 2008. This was actually on uh, the very famous American show, Good Morning America. Oh, really? Yeah. And this, is, uh, this was on ABC's website. Um, it happened January 18, 2008. UFO investigators flock to Stephenville, Texas. Hmm. A team of six investigators from the Mutual UFO Network will be interviewing citizens of Stephenville, Texas, who say they spotted a UFO at sunset on January 8th, 2008. Hmm. For those who don't know, the Mutual UFO Network is a non-governmental group interested in documenting UFOs. State Director Ken Cherry says that the network has received calls from 50 citizens who say they witnessed a UFO and that the number and credibility of the people is exceptional.
0: Oh, shit.
1: So, that is sort of where it starts. This Obviously, this happened in January of 2008. This was a worldwide worldwide news article that spread that was just saying, this happened, MUFON is going to this rural little town, um, and they are going to get uh, quotes from the people who... uh, Saw this thing and what they yeah. saw. Yeah. So on July 18th, 2008. Two after my birthday. Oh, look at that. That's got to mean something. Uh, MUFON released a 77-page report on the sighting, oh, which is fuck. wild. And so this is that report. This is a summary of that report. The MUFON report entitled special, special research report. Stephenville, Texas was written by Glenn Schultz and Robert Powell. Schultz has radar experience from working at the white sands missile range. Powell has a chemistry degree and has extensive experience with semiconductors from working for advanced micro devices. The report is an analysis of radar records from the federal aviation administration and the national weather service obtained through several freedom of information act requests and comparing them to witness accounts. Schultz and Powell concluded the radar data confirms the witness observations of an object as well as the air force's statement that said 10 aircraft were operating in the area. They said that it is too difficult to say what the witnesses saw but that there was something there. Fair uh, enough. Uh, that seems very vague. <laughs> it is vague. Let's move on. Twice they say radar picked up an object traveling at nearly 2,000 miles per hour. And at other times it showed a slow moving object. It's also vague as hell. Yeah. So I love this story. Much media attention has been focused on the report's observation that radar records show one of two objects moving directly towards the Prairie Chapel Ranch in Crawford, Texas. This is home of the United States President George W. Bush, which has oh, been shit. nicknamed the Western White House. No! They didn't draw any conclusion as to why such movement was observed, but it was observed. Crazy. Insane. Yeah, it just keeps getting wackier and wackier. The authors also concluded that military air activity was heavy at the time, but that the radar records show no overt action toward the unknown object. They expressed concern about the possibility that this could have been a terrorist aircraft with no transponder. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Possibly again, Possibly.
1: Vegas fuck. Fake. Schultz and Powell stated that they felt that they had stonewalled. They had been stonewalled in some of their FOIA requests by some government agencies. They encouraged the government to more readily provide uh, more information about the incident. The Stevenville incident on January 8th saw dozens of witnesses reporting a large object in the evening sky that hovered above the community before it took off at high speed. This is where it gets interesting. Stephen Allen, a pilot, observed the object from the ground and described it as being a half mile with flashing strobe lights. He also said that it was pursued by two fighter jets when it disappeared at a speed he estimated to be around 3,000 miles per hour. What? Crazy as shit. Uh, He said, and this is a quote, I don't know if it was a biblical experience or somebody from a different (laughs) universe or whatever, but it was definitely not from around these parts, Alan said. Uh, 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 Oh, okay. Allen, good old. Chill your tits, good old Steve Allen. Another witness was local law enforcement officer Leroy Gateman, who reported it as a red glowing object suspended three thousand feet in the air, saying, "Quote: It was so fast I couldn't track it with my binoculars."
0: Okay, but I mean the- that's that seems like the most <laughs> 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 um, telling comparison to how fast that thing was going.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I feel like you have a pretty tight, but if I don't know, that one's hard for me because it's zoomed so far in with your binoculars that when you lose sight of something, it's pretty fucking hard to find it again because you're zoomed so far in, you can't see what you're looking at.
0: But you can follow an airplane with that. You know what I'm saying? That's why it made sense to me.
1: I guess Yeah, once you have the binoculars on, airplanes seem like they're moving slow and they're easy to keep up with. So the most interesting uh, documented interview was with a man named Rick Sorrels, and this one's interesting because bring it, Rick. There's another person involved in this story, which is in this uh, specific interview, which is pretty wild. So he says he Rick says he saw the object while deer hunting in the woods. He said, quote, you look at the trees, and it was right there, he told ABC News. He estimated it to be the length of three or four football fields, though he could not be entirely sure due to his vantage point. Rick later claimed that military helicopters have since overflown his property at low altitude and that he's been getting strange phone calls. Ooh, men in black, men in black, men in black. He also claims that an unknown man came to his door, knocked, and told him, quote, Son, we have the same caliber weapons you have, but we have more of them. You need to shut your mouth about what you saw. Oh, fuck!
0: Poor Rick.
1: In an interview with Empire Tribune, he said, I'm sitting here trying to decide whether or not to open the door. We're just standing there face to face looking at each other. I'm thinking he's dressed for the elements and the dogs are raising such a ruckus, he must know he's in danger of being caught. That's when I realized he wanted me to see him. The man then turned away and walked into the woods. The United States Air Force initially said witnesses must have seen reflections coming from commercial airliners. However, they later clarified that 10 F-16 Fighting Falcons had been on a nighttime training mission in the area on January 8th. Of saying in a statement, quote, In the interest of public awareness, Air Force Reserve Command Public Affairs realized an error was made regarding the reported training activity of military aircrafts. I'm calling bullshit. Well, and that's where the discrepancy comes into play. So, according to the report, an Air Force spokesperson named Carl Lewis said the aircrafts were from the 457th Fighter Squadron, and the error in the initial report was due to an internal communications problem between offices... At the base. Now, uh, where, so in the ABC article that was reported (laughs) that was going around, a spokesman for the 301st Fighter Wing in Fort Worth says no aircraft from his base, nor any base in contact with his base, was in the area. It says the objects say, He leaned in with the, they could have been an illusion caused by two commercial airplanes flying closely together.
0: It coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. But why is the one base saying, oh, we had 10 aircraft in the air? I mean, these bases know what's going on at each other's bases. It's, I mean, it's fucking military.
1: Yeah. Well, and the fact, too, that in the MUFON report specifically from Schultz and Powell, um, the Freedom of Information Act, they we're getting some hesitancy about what they were allowed to see and that's not okay. really supposed to like it was very picky and choosy of yeah. what they could get back so for that
0: specific sighting
1: yes oh,
0: so weird
1: yeah yeah so it's uh, it's very similar to if there is it's like if there's something nearby and you see, you say you're in traffic and there is a cop car pulled over and he's directing traffic. Technically, due to the Freedom of Information Act, you can roll down your window and you can say, hey, what the hell's going on? And yeah. they either tell you or they tell you some version of it that basically deters you from in, of uh, in, uh, claiming the Freedom of Information Act because if it's something not bad, they go, oh, it's just a car accident or oh, it's just a fire or oh, it's just this. But if they try to divert you. They're diverting you away from utilizing the Freedom of Information Act to find out what really is going on. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't I know. I don't
0: know. Seems kind of fishy. The guy who came up to Ulrich's door, that's the real problem, right? Who the fuck was that?
1: Yeah. That's and what-
0: why'd he just walk off into the woods? Did he have a little flashy thingy?
1: I don't no. know. I'd like it's, to know. It was the threat for me. It was the even like literally whatever guns you have, we have more of them, and you better keep your mouth shut about what you saw.
0: I mean, is is poor Rick still alive? Because
1: I, if he, this if
0: was he a, told people that story,
1: this was a Rick. Tough are one. you
0: listening?
1: I need to know because this was from 2008. The report's from 2008. The article was from 2008. This was a hard one to even get information on. So I just found a summary of the report. I don't know anything about Rick Sorrels. I don't know anything about the people Does who are Does anybody know
0: Rick Sorrels? Please let us know if he's okay, because I'm legit concerned at this point.
1: You need to hunt him down, unless mm-hmm. he's already been hunt down and is See? sitting in Area 51 as a... Uh, or dead. American prisoner. Or he's dead. Yeah.
0: Oh. or After he told the story. After they, the they flashy-thinged him. Mm-hmm. That was so good.
1: Yeah. So anyway, my sources obviously were... Uh, abc news and it was uh wiki news and it, it was just a summary of the specific mufon report and you too can be a mufon member and have access to all these reports for i don't fucking know how much money it is but you can do it
0: yeah and you should people you should just saying um let's throw you know what let's throw it over to some uh, words so fucking hard um let's throw it over to some jesus mm-hmm.
1: you better be keeping all of this in
0: we'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> are you aware i wrote a book of course you are unless you're a first-time listener I wrote a book called I'd Rather Talk to Dead People about my experiences at some of the most notoriously haunted locations in the world. Find out why Johnny G's Beat says one of my 2020 favorites or why Christina says wonderfully written and exciting. Katie says it's one of her best reads ever. Corey says it's paranormal investigating with heart. Head on over to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by me, Kitsy Duncan. Things are a little crazy in the world right now, but you know what makes it better? Our fur babies, of course. Whether you're a dog person or a cat person, a fish person, a bird person, maybe you like turtles. I mean, most of those last ones don't have any fur, but you know what I mean. It always helps to save a little money. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy to save a little money on our fur babies and help support Oddity Files, the podcast. It's so easy to do. Just head to tinyurl.com ofchewy OF Chewy. Do it. One thing the pandemic has taught us is comfy is key. Am I right? You need to check out Fabletics with styles for both men and women, whether you're working out while listening to Oddity Files or, you know, just hanging out on the couch watching something creepy on TV. And now, with this exclusive Oddity Files promo URL, which is tinyurl.com slash VIP, you can save 70% off of everything or get $12 bottoms when you buy two. Head to tinyurl.com slash Fabletics VIP. New VIP members exclusive 70% off statewide offer valid in select Fabletics products on the first order you place as a new VIP member and is subject to availability at fabletics.com. Offer cannot be applied to previous purchases or the purchase of gift cards and cannot be redeemed for cash. Offer cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Discount is automatically applied at checkout no promo code necessary. Just head to tinyurl.com slash fabletics VIP. Tell them oddity files sent you. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash fabletics VIP. Like the idea of an escape room, but don't want to leave the house? <laughs> I feel ya. Have you heard of Hunt a Killer? It's this really neat concept, and it's delivered straight to your home. And you know what? They need homebody detectives just like you. After her sister Beth's death is declared an accident, one needs you to help prove she was murdered. Sort through evidence, piece together clues, and catch the killer in this gripping murder mystery game. It's like an escape room delivered to your door Every month. Find out why Bustle says a massive, intricate murder mystery. Does this not literally sound like a dream come true for any true crime fan? Or the Washington Post says it's not for the faint of heart. Is this calling your name? Does this sound like your jam? Head to tinyurl.com slash promo to get your murder mystery sent to your door Today. That's tinyurl.com slash hunt promo. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter, and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming, and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans, Shutter is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? Tinyurl.com/slash/getshutter. Tinyurl.com/slash/getshutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. Wondering if your loved ones are around you?
1: Wish there was a way to find out?
0: Now you can.
1: Introducing Paranormal Crossroad Spirit Sessions, in home, in person.
0: Limited time only. Book now at ParanormalCrossroad.com. Oddity Files, the podcast, is brought to you by That Witch Beauty potions, jewelry, even odd box readings. Yes, ma'am, Pam. Head on over to etsy.com slash shops slash that beauty. Check it out. All the good vibes, all the magic, all the moon water and crystals. Etsy.com slash shops slash that beauty. And we're back. There you go, guys. I did keep it all in, Nick. Are you happy? I'm Um, (laughs) I'm glad. So let me see if I'm at the top of my story or not. Okay, so I've got a great story. And finally making it to the Witchboard Museum was literally a bucket list item for, for me, as we've already discussed. But when I was there, the museum curator had brought up the story of how the name Ouija came to be. And y'all know I'm a sucker for a girl power story and a Ouija board. So let me tell you a story. And that story goes a little something like this. Until fairly recently, the name of the Ouija board has always been said to have been the combination of the words hui and ja, the French and German words for yes. But the true origin of the name comes from Helen Peters. Nossworthy. Thanks to the research by famed talking board researcher, can you tell I wrote this myself? Uh, collector and all around cool guy, Robert Merch, who came across a series of letters printed in the Baltimore Sun when the founders of Ouija took their grievances with each other. Letters from Charles Kennard, the man who claimed to invent the Ouija board, and his friend and business partner, Elijah Bond, the man who patented it, stated that a woman by the name of Miss Peters, who was Bond's sister-in-law, who was also said by these gentlemen to be a, and I hard quote, strong medium, asked the then unnamed talking board what it would like to be called. The board spelled out O. U-I-J-A. And when asked what the term meant, it responded, good luck. So thank you so much, Helen Peters. Now that board had a name, and that name needed to be patented, did, patented, did, did, <laughs> And the board needed to be patented as well. Helen who was also an early stockholder in the company, later accompanied bond to the patent office to help secure a patent. And most of the patent people, I don't know what they're called because I didn't write that down, pretty much said, yeah, right. But um, they finally made their way in to somebody who had would speak to them, and a relative of Nosworthy recently recounted the story for Robert Murch, stating that the patent office told them that they couldn't get a patent on Ouija unless they came to Washington to show them that it really worked. They had it down, and Helen sat at the board. Inspector after inspector, that's what they're called, passed them up the chain. No one wanted to be the one to give them a patent. Finally, the chief... (laughs) The chief of the patent office came in and said, you don't know me and I don't know you. If this contraption can spell out my name, you've got your patent. When the board finished spelling out his name, the chief got up and started to walk out. He turned around white as a ghost and said to them, you've got your patent and he walked out in a hurry. The patent was granted and the Ouija board began its life beyond Baltimore. The popularity and sales of the Ouija board were sky high. And within only one year, the Kennard Novelty Company expanded from one to seven factories producing the boards. The boards were widely successful, but they soon became the source of turmoil for some of the people who brought them to life. Robert, Robert Murch explains, Peters came from a family, Helen, Let's just call her Helen. Helen came from a family that was deeply rooted in the South with many ties to the Confederate Army during the Civil War. According to family lore, Helen and her siblings went out to a battlefield after a conflict and collected buttons off the dead soldiers' uniforms. The buttons were treasured, but one day they went missing. When the board was consulted about the whereabouts of the buttons, it named a member of her own family. Half believed the board, the family, half of the family believed the board. The other half, including Helen, said the board was wrong and in an irreparable hole was then ripped through the family. A distraught Helen disavowed the Ouija board, telling everyone to avoid it because it told lies. And that was it. For Helen and the board, she named it. She did all the things to make it work, to make it available to all of us today for there to be a pink version made in 2008. And that was it. So Helen later married and moved to Denver a year after the Ouija board's introduction to the world. She died in 1940 and was buried in a family plot on Denver's Fairmount Cemetery. Sadly, as time rolled on, the Nosworthy family grave fell into obscurity and their grave was unmarked. However, following the efforts of Talking Board Historical Society, funds were raised for a fitting memorial to Helen's place in Ouija history. And now a substantial memorial stands on her and her family's resting place. On the front in big, bold, nobody's going to miss it lettering, it says Helen Peter Norsworthy, the woman who named the Ouija board, 1851 to 1940. Under this is listed six of her family members. And on the back, it says, and I quote, because it is quotes on the back, one evening about 1890, while trying the board with Miss Peters, I remembered we had not yet settled upon a name. And as the board helped us in other ways, we would ask it to propose one. It spelled out Ouija. And when asked the meaning of the word, it said, good luck. Ha- Miss Peters thereupon drew from her neck a chain, which at the end, a locket. On it, the figure of a woman at the top, the word Ouija. We asked her if she had thought of the name, and she said she had not. We then adopted the word. And then another quote underneath that by Charles W. Kennard, um, it also has, oh, no, that was a quote <laughs> Jeez. from Charles W. Kennard. It also has another co- quote from Elijah Bond. And I quote, I went to Washington with Ms. Peters and there demonstrated it to one of the chiefs of the patent office. So fully was he impressed that he assured me then and there that a patent would be allowed. Just to pr- further prove that this lovely, and I quote, strong medium is the reason for the word Ouija, a part of our language, no matter how you view the board. My wingmen were husheduphistory.com, burialsandbeyond.com, the Denver tbhs.com, and a lot of them got their info from
1: Robert com. So, I love this story, and I have always been obsessed with Ouija boards and have long since been obsessed with this specific story. And so, to tack on, and I I don't know a lot of things about the stories that we tell on this podcast, but this is one that I do know a lot about. And the funny thing is, is that it, to go even farther back, it was the Fox sisters in the 1880s who were these spiritualist spiritualist mediums, and they were like traveling, they were so successful, they were going all over the world, and they had a crowd of like 3,000 people, and they were like, we tricked you all, this is how we've been doing it, and everybody turned to them. Everyone was like, fuck these women, this is awful, they robbed us, but the person who was still fascinated was Elijah Bond and his sister-in-law, Helen Peters.
0: I didn't know that.
1: And so he basically... By being fascinated with them and what they did, because they had the planchette. That was sort of where it came from, is from the Fox sisters. He was uh, like, let's patent this. He's like, let's do something. We have to do something together. And so he uh, and Helen kind of came up with the idea. And an employee of Elijah Bond stole the idea from him. His name was William Fold. Okay. Stole the idea of the talking board Took over production of the board, ousted uh, Bond, ousted Helen Peters. Said that the name came from the, it was the the, the French and the German words. words. Yes, yeah, because he wanted to kind of pull away from the idea that this is the occult. He wanted to lean into this is a this is a game. It's a game. Oh, and so. Flash forward to the 60s, fold, passed on. The boards were still being sold, not selling super well. Uh, but Parker Brothers had interest in it, saw the family's estate, offered a, uh, an okay chunk of change. Yeah. Parker Brothers owned the patent for the Ouija board. Parker Brothers sold the Hasbro later in life. Hasbro is putting out the boards to this day. Wow it's crazy as shit.
0: it's <laughs> it's so crazy but that's how they open the tour at the uh witchboard museum is you know what this is recently found out um about helen and we want to get this story out to as many people as we can and i'm like that's my next story yeah. so
1: it's it's amazing because they vouched like it, there was always this game where it was like arthur Conan Doyle vouched for the Fox sisters. He was their neighbor. And he was like, these women are it. Like, I don't understand what they do. He comes into so
0: many stories about mediums.
1: Yeah, he he was there. So like he vouched for them. And then when the world turned on the Fox sisters, Elijah Bond and Helen Peters vouched for the Fox sisters and made this Ouija board (laughs) that got stolen from them
0: that's insane um i did find out that helen said that you weren't even really talking to spirits it was the board that was answering you which is is kind of interesting i'd never heard that before
1: that is it's it's the two of them together are so fascinating to me because elijah bond considered himself to be a spiritualist medium and helen peters was just like Supportive. His sister-in-law yeah she was like supportive uh, she's just like yeah all right like i believe it because i've seen it i believe this thing that you believe in yeah and so cool. uh so she was always the one who was like the surface level i believe it and you should too kind Aww. of salesperson so the two of them together were like the perfect sales team because he's yeah. like i'm the medium and she's like i'm just someone who Thinks this is cool as shit and I believe in it.
0: <laughs> and then Kennard came in and named his company after himself, and neither of those two.
1: <laughs> Crazy.
0: And then somebody else came and stole it. So it's just drama everywhere with the Ouija board.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so dramatic. I'm waiting for like I know they made the Ouija movie, but I'm I would love to see like a like a Downton Abbey. Yes, movie like back
0: week. in the old timey séance days.
1: I would, I would love it. Like not even a horror movie. Like have yeah. paranormal shit in it, of course. Yeah. But play it out like a historical biopic. Like show yeah. me that movie. That's what I want. Same Z's, absolute same.
0: Need you to send stories. Just putting that out there. Oddity Files Crew at Gmail. Dot com. So check out all the stuff and all the things at flow.page slash oddity files so this isn't really a story but it is a story the subject line was follow-up questions remember how we asked julie mm-hmm. some questions about her mm-hmm. short but sweet paranormal story She came back. You ready for this? Um, It goes a little something like this. This is to answer your questions about the tiny ghost story with my dog, Zelda. This happened just last summer, and Zelda did not seem to hear the voice. Although, since she's food obsessed, and I was getting into the freezer, she may have just been ignoring it. Which, I mean... My dogs would have done the exact same. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said she wanted to say I could be standing behind her yelling her name. But if hubby has a bowl of popcorn, she will not acknowledge that I even exist. (laughs) Same. Yeah. As for your questions about if anything else has happened, this story will get a little longer. My house is not actually haunted, but we do have family members that visit every now and again. And I love this story. A little backstory, my hubby and I built our house back in 1999, and we made sure that it had a huge kitchen. I have a large family, and my house is the one where everyone gathers for holidays and such. And we all seem to congregate in the kitchen. Since building our house, we have lost a grandma, several aunts, my stepmom, my sister, and my mother-in-law. We also lost a a dog back in 2010, and he visits every once in a while, too. The ghosts always seem to show up in either the kitchen or my sewing room. We hear voices and footsteps coming from the kitchen when there's no one there. And every once in a while, my dog Sheldon will stop dead in his tracks in the doorway, bark at something we can't see, and then refuse to go in there. In my sewing room, little things seem to disappear and then come back later in weird places. I'm a quilter, and I have a ton of fabric. I have to keep it organized by color, holiday, theme, etc., or I would never find anything. I can't even imagine being a quilter. It just mm-hmm. sounds so overwhelming for me right yep. now. So thank you for doing And Julie, thank you for my Sasquatch quilt. You're amazing. Anyway, um, <clears throat> lost my spot. Okay. Okay. Or she would never find everything. Every once in a while, I will find Christmas fabric in my Halloween drawer. Bright green fabric in a drawer labeled pink. And just a few weeks ago, I found myself frantically searching for Star Wars fabric that I had recently gotten and ended up finding it in my Christmas box. They also like to take parts of my sewing machine. One showed up two days later in the middle of my guest room bed, and the other piece that went missing about two years ago still hasn't come back. I actually had to go purchase a new part because I couldn't use my sewing machine without it. Sometimes it's super annoying. Hope you enjoyed my tiny story that grew into a much larger one. I will send the Haunted Hospital stories in a separate email, Julie.
1: I I feel like, and this could be like a DM or like put it in the the Facebook fan group. My immediate question is, of all of the people that you lost, is your family the kind of family that tends to toy with each other?
0: That's a, the exact vibe I got. I feel yeah. like it's like one of those specific people they lost. And I feel like Julie knows who it is, too. Um, and I, I, I don't know. So cool. So cool. Um, yeah. Funny story in Boston, uh, not Boston, in Tiffany's house uh, kj and i had to get up at like god awful early because boston airport uh and we had an early flight but she couldn't find her glasses anywhere and i had seen them earlier that day in the bathroom and she had seen them earlier in the day in the bathroom and she's taken her purse apart took everything out shook it out suitcase exact same thing and then right as she like had lost all she even got the dowsing rods out and was like Please show me where my glasses are. Please show me where my glasses are. And she had pretty much given up, and she's just like, well, I, I, I can wear my sunglasses at night if I need to see, blah, 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 blah. And um, she looks down at her purse. There, She didn't even have to go in her purse. She saw them right there in the very front pocket. Um, by the way, Tiffany's house is haunted, and that was the only ghost anything that happened the entire time we were there. So, I love trickster ghosts. I don't want any, but it's it's amusing when it doesn't happen to me.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I love it because it's it's so harmless and sweet and and beautiful and that it's the spirits beyond that are still connected to us that are telling us not to forget about them. Yeah. And I just think that it's I don't know. It, it's it's it it's a whole different feeling of it's terms of like a haunting and like a spiritual presence i don't know it's i i think it's great but yeah i i want to know just simple question like is her family a family of tricksters and is that yes. something that they would do because it feels personal it feels like they know that she's very i gotta have this this way i gotta have this that way with my <laughs> <laughs> with all my knitting. Yeah, I mean, knitting. that's the only
0: way you can keep track of all that fabric. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. So Someone I, I bet she... Yeah, so hit us up in the Facebook fan group. It's just Oddity Files fan group and let everybody know the answer to that question, Julie. We'd Please. love to have you over there. Guys, we appreciate you. Check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Files. Shout out to our Podcast executive producers Ryan Hoke, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden, Locke.
1: I'm Kitsy Duncan. Weird is the new cool. I'm Nick Floyd. Ghost on.
0: Yes,
1: we did it. I know, oh, only an hour and 10 minutes. It's perfect.
0: Oddity Files, the podcast, is brought to you by That Witch Beauty. Potions, jewelry, even odd box readings. Yes, ma'am. Pam. Head on over to Etsy.com slash shops slash that beauty. Check it out. All the good vibes, all the magic, all the moon water and crystals. Etsy.com slash shops slash that beauty. Thanks for listening. Head to flow.page slash oddity files for all things oddity files. Links to our merch links to our sponsors, links to all the things Oddity Files. We appreciate your continued support. We appreciate you spreading the word. Please don't forget to leave a review on wherever you're listening. Again, all things Oddity Files at flow.page slash oddityfiles. Theme music provided by James Grice, edited by me. Take care. We'll see you next time. No, you won't. You'll hear us next time. Bye.